0: every one of them was nothing short of miraculous Mm. just to think about it there was no person and all of a sudden there is and it it never ceased to to be old you know i think the main uh, mistake of our civilization is that we treat the arrival of a new human being kind of take it for granted and Um, do it well, one more one Mm. more but Mm. the reality of it is that there is nothing short of miraculous in popping out of non-existence into this particular three-dimensional reality Uh, I even saw the statistics that something like 1 to 400 trillion the probability of any one of us to be born MD. I'm Luke Story.
1: This is Kimberly Ann Johnson.
0: I'm James Goodlatte. I'm Jesse Golden. And this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Nathan Riley. I'm an OBGYN. I do not work in the system. I don't work in insurance companies. I have the freedom to meet people on their terms and to go a little bit deeper than the allopathic toolkit would have um, <laughs> probably accepted me. Um, and uh, I attend home births. I've got uh, two little girls on my own, married to my high school sweetheart. And we're doing great. We're doing really, really great past Couple years have been really, really hard, but I've been able to maintain this podcast and it has been my lifeline um, through and through because I get to meet really, really, um, really beautiful, uh, charismatic, thoughtful people in the world of childbirth. You know, we uh, welcomed our second daughter at home and it was the most beautiful, ecstatic birth that I could ever, uh, you know, dream of. And I, I think back to residency this sort of sterile, mechanical, impersonal, overly interventive maternity care model that I was trained in. And while that may be good for some people, it wasn't good for me. It really, really wore on me. And there were a couple resources that I found super helpful as I started kind of scrambling to keep my head above water. I was really drowning sort of emotionally around the whole training process. And I found um, the business of being born by Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein. I thought it was amazing. And then somebody had referenced um, "Birth into Being." This is a really beautiful film that where I saw women giving birth like out in the wild, you know, in the water with dolphins and all this stuff. And it was like, whoa, this is wild. And the women were looked happy. They were, like just it seemed so empowering. So fast forward, and just last year, my friend Jared Picard, who um, has a company called Be Here Farm and Nature which makes the best skin serum I've ever used. It's called um, Their Summer Solstice Serum. This guy's like got it figured out. You can get it at sunpotion.com, Be Here, Farm, and Nature. But he and I are super close, and um, he had said, hey, have you ever um, heard of Elena Tenetti? My wife and I, we did some work with her before we you know, got pregnant our first time, and she might be a really good guest on the podcast. So I was like, Elena Tenetti, I don't, I don't know if I've heard her name before sure enough i googled it and bam there it was birth into being one of the the, the few resources that really really helped me get through that rough time in, in in a residency so as i've gotten to kind of know her work i rewatched the film i was like damn like she gets it like i have been feeling this way and when you meet somebody who who puts into words or into film what you've been feeling like naturally you feel like kindred spirits so Elena is a, I don't know what I would call her. I don't know what she would even call herself, but she's a birth educator, let's say. She moved here from Russia in the late 80s, and, um, and before her move, she actually was attending births and helping to set up birth camps on the Black Sea. You know, they really didn't like... Um, How you know if they felt like birth practices there she and her sort of cadre there like-minded individuals They thought birth practices there were barbaric and they would needed to be replaced with more holistic natural approaches and so they started these camps and they started really um, She started observing how women would enter a mystical altered state and and Bring their babies into the world often at night under a full moon So her whole vision is like we got to change the way society views and treats the arrival of new human beings and she even, i think she you know she even goes to say that the the probability of any one of us being born is 1 in 400 trillion so the whole process of conception development delivery like it's nothing short of a miracle that you're here and so the main mistake in her eyes of our civilization is treating the arrival of a new human being as just another event or as i would say as a medical procedure pregnancy is not a disease guys birth is not a medical procedure sometimes bad things happen But when an old man dies at the end of life versus a baby dying, there's no difference there. We are mortal, and we have to accept that there is a beautiful sort of underlying meaning, essence to everything that happens. And yes, it's hard for bad things to happen. But just because you're pregnant doesn't mean something inevitably bad is around the corner. But we've treated it like that in the West, and that has actually degraded the experience just to another sort of surgery. You know, and I'm not even talk, just talking about C-section. We just see birth as a, this process that can be intervened in, in the way that we've failed to intervene in agriculture and forest management and everything else. So, I've always said that if we want to change the world, we have to get birthright first. And I think Ella and, and I probably are kindred spirits in that regard. So, Birth Into Being is her film. Um, she has led workshops around the world. You're going to love this conversation. As always though, I gotta tell you about a couple of our sponsors. The first is um, Bioptimizers. If you're pregnant, if you live a stressful lifestyle, if you're not sleeping as well, maybe you've been working your ass off on getting an incredible pregnancy and postpartum course put together like maybe I have, I don't know. You're probably deficient in magnesium and a variety of other other nutrients. Magnesium has innumerable um, uh, mechanisms of action, really purposes, functions in the body. And you may be supplementing with magnesium, but unless you're eating, like, bone marrow and organ meats and shellfish and all that stuff that I recommend to my fertility and pregnant clients, you're probably deficient. You know, your your demands, the needs go way up, especially in pregnancy. So... If you're taking one type of magnesium, you're probably paying dearly for it and you may not even be absorbing it. So your restless leg issues, your magnesium deficiency, your anxiety, your your sleep issues, um, all of that is going perpetu- is, is to continue forth because you're not absorbing it. You may not be taking the right type of magnesium, which is why I love Bioptimizers um, Magnesium Breakthrough, which has seven distinct types of magnesium. You're going to make sure that you're a replete through taking their products. So if you want to try this out, they've got a whole host of other incredible products, too. But, um, oh, you know, another really good reason to take this if you're pregnant is if you have a history of hypertensive disorders, whether it was before pregnancy or if you developed in in this pregnancy or had it in a past pregnancy, you can decrease, mitigate the likelihood that that's going to cause you problems by making sure that you have enough protein in your diet and magnesium. So go to bioptimizers.com slash holistic OBGYN and you'll save yourself 10%. We'll put all of the the, the, um, codes and all of that in the show notes, so don't worry about scrambling to get a pen. Rosemary Marin um, of Soul Connections is another sponsor of the show. Rosemary is um, has extensive training in clinical, transpersonal, and interpersonal hypnotherapy, soul integration. She's a doula. And at Soul Connections, she offers one-on-one sessions, which can be done virtually or in person in order to support and facilitate that deep transformation and bonding between mother and their unborn babies. So you can find her at um, rosemarymarin.com. It's R-O-S-E-M-A-R-Y-M-E-R-A-N.com. And I encourage you to consider just checking out her work and seeing what she's able to do in, in um, facilitating that intimate bond um, with your unborn baby. Whether you're pregnant and expecting to have a birth, whether you've undergone a miscarriage or a pregnancy loss, or you've had a baby die, this is really the domain of Rosemary. At Soul Connections, and one other really interesting thing, which is relevant because I'm hosting a Twins Breach Conference in uh, in August in Louisville, with all of the big names: to Fishbein, Ricks, Afriez, Mila Chavira. They're all going to be there. Betty Ann Davis. Um, if you want to find information about that, go to belovedholistics.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, but if you do have a baby that's butt down, 36 weeks, 37 weeks, Rosemary has actually found in her practice that it, by helping you, the pregnant woman, connect with this unborn baby, that a lot of these babies do turn. Like maybe something in facilitating that connection actually helps the baby get the signal that it's time to to flip down. So I think that there's a a lot of really, really great reasons for Rosemary's work. Um, Go to rosemarymarin.com in order to find soul connections and book a consult. Just book a a session with her. See what you think and let me know. Let me know how it goes. This episode's also brought to you by Fullwell. I've talked your ear off about Fullwell, best prenatal vitamin on the market, best um, men's virility vitamin on the market. They've got this nourish nerves tonic, which is incredible to help balance out your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. And they've got a fish oil. You've gotta have adequate nutrition in your pregnancy. The healthy lifestyle stuff that we always talk about. Yes, it's important. Um, and once you have that dialed in, you can add the additional assurance that your baby is going to be getting all of the folate, not folic acid, the folate, vitamin D, the magnesium, the choline. I mean, all of the, a variety of other vitamins, A, D, E, K. I mean, you've got it all. It's all included in their vitamins. Um, and the same goes for men. You have to get your nutrition dialed in, especially if you guys have struggled to, to conceive. Let's get your nutrition um, dialed in before you have this baby because then it's going to be a lot harder. I promise you that. Um, so go to fullwellfertility.com, enter code BELOVED10, you'll get 10% off. I just get one of each. I send one of each to all of my, um, fertility clients through the, uh, fertility program that I have, um, because I love them. And, and Ayla is a true rock star. She oversees the whole process. She's a registered dietitian and really, really cares about you. So fullwellfertility.com, um, code BELOVED10 will get you 10% off. And then last but not least, how could I, how can I not mention Organifi? There is, um... A really, really great product at Organifi. It's called their Gold. And this is, it comes in a variety of seasonal flavors. Right now, I think it's their regular Gold, but it comes in like a pumpkin spice and whatnot. There's a Gold chocolate around Christmas time. The reason I love this product is it's like, you know, I used to have like a glass of wine at night before bed or whatever. Um, and, it, you know, it tastes really, really good. Um, but it also is like loaded with nutrition. So it's not The gold latte blended with like organic coconut milk is going to fill me up a little bit just before bed without that sugar spike, and it's loaded with turmeric, lemon balm, reishi, and turkey tail mushrooms. These are functional mushrooms. Ginger, coconut milk, Ceylon cinnamon, a little bit of magnesium to help you get to sleep, some black pepper, acacia is loaded loaded with stuff that's going to help um, promote recovery while you rest it's also it also has a natural calming effect with none of the side effects no drowsiness nothing else like that um, it comes in single serving packs for if you're traveling it also has a comes in a big canister if you want to try these products out i like their red their gold um their green i like their pure i like their immunity their folk their um uh, their cacao Harmony Blend is really great for my female clients. There are so many great products at Organify, and they're all USDA Organic. They're all non-GMO, glyphosate-free, the works. Go to Organifi.com slash Beloved, and you'll save yourself 20%. All right, I've rambled enough. My interview um, today is with Elena Tanetti of Birth Into Being. You're going to absolutely love this conversation. Um, so let's get into it. Mm. We start Elena with um, why don't you tell us a birth story that comes to mind maybe just a really really unusual or uh, not even necessarily unusual but some couple or some uh, woman who gave birth maybe you were a part of their care or it's a story that you heard that really illustrates how you view the entire birthing process
0: well um, have you seen my movie birth is when
1: Out? I have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what I'm showing there is a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction, of course, of what was happening in Russia in the 80s and 90s, because very few women wanted to have camera um, mm-hmm. in their birth and specifically, you know, to be broadcasted all over the world. So most of the uh, births were very private and there was no extra people at all but some of the births at the black sea where it was just a shallow lagoon and all of the russian birthing olympic team (laughs) was there to um Mm -hmm. to to welcome new beings on on Mm -hmm. this Planet Earth, every one of them was nothing short of miraculous. Mm. Just think about it, there was no person, and all of a sudden there is. And it, it never ceased to to be old. You know, I think the main um, mistake of our civilization is that we treat the arrival of a new human being, of take it for granted and um do it well one more mm. one more mm-hmm. but it, the reality of it is that there is nothing short of miraculous in popping out of non-existence into this particular three-dimensional reality uh, i even saw the statistics that something like one to four hundred trillion the probability of any one of us to be born Mm. it's uh, the the whole process from from the very first moment of creation to delivering a fully full-term baby with two arms two legs and two eyes (laughs) there are so many places where something can go wrong Mm when it doesn't when we actually come out and we are able to walk this earth it's just fantastic because just think about it the vaginal mucus is toxic to the sperm
1: mm-hmm.
0: find that tiny tiny opening at the end of the vagina that is the size of two sperm heads i was here for little things supposed to find it in the dark You know without any (laughs) map how is he going to find the egg which is there only two days out of the month it's really um there is just unexplainable unexplainable process of even moving towards conception when he finally gets her and she is there how is he supposed to get in her membrane is the most impenetrable wall in this three-dimensional reality. It's right. really... Um, he doesn't really have energy to storm that bastion. And yet she opens up and welcomes him in and starts dividing, and that is exactly where the mystery begins. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. exactly is making her open to him and start dividing Mm. we know what it looks like you know anatomically speaking at every stage of the process we know what it looks like but the driving force behind it that's the greatest mystery that we know nothing about it uh, unless we start inviting some metaphysical um you know multi-dimensional terms and operations because none of it just physiologically makes sense it shouldn't looking at it three-dimensionally there shouldn't be any of us here and yet look at us we're a total success story by the time we are born
1: (laughs) i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree
0: yeah yeah so taking it further a group of us um, decided that giving birth in the conventional birth house in russia was not really appropriate because of all the barbaric practices that were upgraded to the status of norm and were just imposed on women Um, it i don't want to get into it it's pretty graphic and pretty horrible so at some point there was this notion that um uh, it needs to happen as as natural as possible and i was one of three people organizing those birth camps of the black sea and that's where the most uh unnameable beauty <laughs> of birth um presented itself and was revealed it's it's really there is no words to describe it when a woman just um feels like it's imminent and she goes into this um mystical state of of some parallel altered state Mm. and then the baby is out in the water in this shallow lagoon uh, Mm. with wild dolphins jumping around (laughs) And, and sometimes it happened at night and um You can't really see anything unless it's full moon. Actually, most of them were happening at night. Um,
1: Why do you think that is? Do you have any conjecture?
0: um, I think when it's totally quiet, when Mm. the woman is quiet, when all the noise, the static, the the intensity of the daily activity, everything quiets down, and then the baby is just uh, able to be more, aware of the ripeness that happened inside because as we know it's the baby who gives a signal of readiness and it's very important to actually have give a chance to the baby to communicate like mama i'm ready and then the mother's body would respond with a full array of Hormones and all the chemistry that is necessary to flood her bloodstream with enormous amount of oxytocin and everything mm, that she needs to her, open up the cervix and and override the bad habit of uh, adrenaline and all the the stress hormones in her bloodstream. That is really just a bad habit yeah. that we uh, automatically. Uh, inherited from our foremothers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: it's been thousands of years that we are not really giving birth the way nature intended us to give birth. The way any cat can give birth. We are. Um, we are equipped to produce enough uh, of that hormonal cocktail.
1: Yeah.
0: That would allow us to give birth in dignity, gracefully, with like with knowing the full power of creation yeah the power that created that conceived that baby and carried it through the nine months of gestation yeah. it's definitely able to get that baby out yeah. because um, whatever powers brought us into existence in the first place they didn't just oops forgot that
1: part
0: yeah it, how are they supposed to procreate oh we would need uh sharp metal objects for that nature yeah. is not that dumb yeah it's not that stupid it really uh, embedded it, the 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 mechanism of procreation like any species knows how to procreate so are we and it It's really important to claim that right, to claim that power, because I'm watching all the drama unfolding with uh, disaster areas, with uh, shortages of power, with uh, roads being blocked. What are the pregnant women that are supposed to do when all help breaks loose? When nobody around knows what to do when she goes into labor, other than 911 and rush to the hospital with the, the operation room and all the specialists what if we don't have access to that yeah um, it's <laughs> really really important for us to be able to claim that skill like with everything else like claim the skill of eating right to our body type of moving in accordance to the needs of the body, right. um, resting and and living in peace in our hearts and minds. The, these are all the ingredients that we're bound to master this lifetime or another. And I'd say the sooner the better. What, yeah. What's there to wait for? Completely. Completely. In a sense, it's a, a, a big task to bring ourselves into that kind of state of of um, of empowerment but then i think that it's a lot bigger task to live without it
1: yeah totally agree
0: so going back to um you know (laughs) your question gosh the the so many births that were absolutely fantastic but there is like, nothing to, to talk about it. It's just this moment of, of surrender and focus, mm. relaxed focus that is necessary to really stay, uh, to maintain that quality of presence for a few hours, to really know how to move, how to not move, how to sound, how when to go in the water, when to not be in the water because there, there is a balance and a dance. Because sometimes in the water, a woman gets so relaxed that everything, just she just falls asleep and the baby falls asleep. So if she falls asleep, it's fine. <laughs> that happened many times when the baby is coming out and that would wake her up from that deep altered state. But
1: we need not to let the baby fall asleep. Sure, sure. So um, I can add I can add a little bit to that because you're you're describing um, my wife and I. We had a home birth, our second baby. They were both unmedicated, undisturbed births, but we had a home birth, our second, and it was the most unfruitful story. It doesn't make a good story because people are used to watching Hollywood films. Her waters opened up around uh, 5 p.m. Our friend who's a breathwork facilitator came over and we got into some deep breathing. The portal opened, baby Everly Rosa came out, was asleep on her chest. The portal closed. All of the, we had a midwife, there was a doctor who's apprenticing in home birth. I also attend home births, just so you know. Um, But there was a doctor locally who was attending and she was a friend of mine. So she joined, there was a midwife student there they just sat in the corner and watched. It, like, it, it was almost like, why didn't you call us sooner? But the baby was like coming out whenever they came up into the room. And an hour and 46 minutes after her waters opened, our baby was in this world, was completely asleep as if ha- she had never been disturbed from that amniotic universe. That's not the type of birth story that people talk about, but that is yeah. exactly the type of story that I think we, we should honor the most. Look at how beautiful this experience was look how, how much closure there was, how much healing came to my wife through this experience, and um, and that's just it. An hour and forty six. Not that everybody should have that or could have that, but that was her story. And there was it was so unremarkable that it was probably the most beautiful birth I've ever been to after thousands, you know, attending thousands of births.
0: Yeah, the thing is that. Uh, Why I called um, birth in agony a bad habit is because I heard the research that by the time a woman is giving birth, she's normally exposed to over a 100 scenes of terrifying suffering in birth, in the movies, in her sex ed classes, stories from aunties and girlfriends. And we are, for good or (laughs) or bad Um, highly suggestible creatures so uh, story after story if they are not nice to us our body hears them and it thinks that that's what is expected and that's the thing that the body has a mind of its own and that's where like working with birth trauma gets tricky because Um, our brain, you know, it's more complex than I will name right now, but just for our purposes for this conversation to sort things out, we have the thinking brain, the cortex, right, that neocortex too, Um, the the one that governs our memory and um, uh, thinking process. Uh, our mental activity. Mm. Then there is reptilian brain over here on the top of the spinal cord that governs our physiology. And then there is limbic brain in between. It's like a chamber of uh, of different uh, kind of um, clusters of neurons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's our emotional brain. Mm. And they are functioning um, due to our... um, Cognitive dissonance through the birth, through school, through high school. They're functioning in competition with each other. They need to be functioning in cooperation as a team. That's why we have, you know, the thinking part when we decide to do something. The physiology, physiology is there to back us up and make it happen. And emotional component is there to support us to find. Our people, you know, our team, our our village, so we, we can actually enjoy the process of getting things accomplished. But normally, when we are not learning that state of being in cooperation, state of being in alignment, attunement, if, if, if you wish, they are kind of competing. Like I think I want something, but my emotion is wired somehow that it's not a good thing
1: mm. like
0: for example i know that it's not good for me to eat products with white flour or with chocolate mm-hmm. but i'm still doing it because i want it and my body tongue is craving it or when somebody wants to um get pregnant but their physiology like they want it with the mental power and with the heart power they they want that baby but their physiology is still terrified from the experience of being born if it wasn't um a beautiful blissful experience or the worst case scenario if it was c-section because uh then a little girl that is being born completely skips that part, amazingly enough, that simple fact that a woman learns about giving birth by being born, that's that's fundamental, primal schooling that every woman needs to have. In C-section, it's missing because she was basically drugged. And did not participate in that most significant process of being born, because the the baby's body needs to produce a chain of um, chemicals and hormones to like uh, exit out of mother's belly. It's really as much a baby's job as mother's job, and. That process of getting out of there really activates so many mechanisms in that little body. It activates her zest for life. It activates her um, respiratory system, nervous system, digestive system. Like everything there is, is being activated while she is making her way out of the mother's body. Mm. So, action just deletes cancels all the activation and then the baby is like where the heck am i what just happened (laughs) like completely disoriented and and just doesn't doesn't understand what what are we doing now you know how do we digest food Mm. how to really stay healthy Mm. in all of us because the the, the the switches are still off in the brain so what what i'm driving into that sometimes the physiology overrides the desire to have a child that is in a woman's heart and in her mind so that that error of birth will not allow her to conceive because that trauma is just sitting there like an elephant in the living room and not going anywhere. And vice versa, it could be that she um, decided that she doesn't want to have a child, that she decides to, you know, do something else in life and get get a good education, get a career and just you know, make a difference in this world. And boom, the next thing she knows, she gets pregnant. Because uh, I know that millions of women would just nod at this moment, because um, there is uh, active sabotage going, like this internal uh, game, the the in constant power struggle, who is gonna take the upper hand, who is gonna mm-hmm. um, drive, so, the, and that's that's the thing. If there is um, unmet needs either in cortex or limbic or reptilian brain, they start acting like tyrannical child mm. they start to fight for you know no it's my needs are going to be mad no it's my needs to be met. <laughs> it's it it's just either one of them can easily um, just in split second go into severe temperature yeah and yeah re- just, Bring chaos in a woman's life because uh, because there was a fundamental piece missing that she needs to be in alignment within herself and coming into that alignment basically um, any healing modality that addresses all the parts of the brain with the same intensity at the same time that will do because if you're only addressing um cortex through talk therapy and you discuss things you can discuss the same things for 20 years but just because it's only activating cortex and the bulk of the trauma happened before cortex was even formed
1: right right
0: you can't really shift the the energy running pattern in the body because you can understand it well you can understand how to justify all the you know weak spots but then you're not able to actually do anything because the mental part is not backed up by the the cell memory of trauma see that's the thing that limbic brain holds the memory of that trauma on a cellular level and from what i understand it works through the the mechanism of just basic property of water to be able to retain memory because as babies we are 99 percent water (laughs) you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, the and research I, into water yeah. and memory of water is quite fascinating. Yeah. It's it's on the yeah. it's on the edge, you know, right now. But man, there's yes, a lot to it. Uh, yeah,
0: there's still uh, a lot of research about it, and us being those little sea sausages, you know, just being the the all that liquid with the membrane <laughs> of the skin. Uh, we are fully. Um, we're fully obeying that law of retaining the memory so whatever Mm -hmm. is happening throughout the nine months of gestation and then during birth and then uh, the postpartum period which is uh, I don't put a number of years onto that post post birth um, period because it depends on Um, environment on the parenting style um, on personal properties of the brain uh, of the human being because um, to my understanding that automatic uh, coding the imprinting of the nervous system is happening until the human being or an animal actually It, it translates to any animal that has a limbic system So it happens until they acquire a sense of self. And that can happen with some people at the the age of two, with some people at the age of 10, with some people it will never actually happen. There is a lot of people walking around on autopilot on that programming and conditioning they received. And they never ran into a circumstance that would activate their own identity, like beyond that conditioning, beyond the original program. Yeah. So, um, so it's just little little people that became old, but never um, became wise, because wisdom is the the function of the limbic brain. It's our inner elder that um, is capable of becoming wiser not Mm -hmm. just more clever Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um more educated uh, uh, or intelligent in a like bookworm style yeah yeah (laughs) which is very important too but just knowledge without wisdom is um (laughs) able to take us in a lot of trouble um and unfulfilled um, um uh, unrealized potential of our souls agenda you know <laughs> i am also operating with uh, with um from soul and spirit
1: yeah, uh, yeah
0: i am not religious but i i call the soul which is the heart is the organ of soul our divine feminine our Ability to relate to others, to ourselves in the loving kindness, um, relate to the world in the loving kindness. It, it's the place where the limbic imprinting is happening. And if it's negative, then it overrides our ability to bring forth our inner elder, the wise one, because there is this trauma sitting right in the middle of it. And it's very important to to neutralize that trauma because the soul is the connective tissue between the physiology and our spirit, which is our divine masculine, which is our um, cortex and neocortex. It's our ability to uh, be driven by... By purpose, uh, their ability to set up goals and figuring out how to achieve our goals—it's this action um, um, aspect of us. While um, our feminine is the quality of being, mm-hmm. the the our co- cortex and, and spirit on the different dimension is the the quality of doing. And the two needs to be backed up by our physiology, our capacity to actually get up in the morning and have energy to to go do something. Because that is also where it can be a weak spot. You know, I have all these ideas and desires, and and I wish to do something, but I just can't get out of bed.
1: So let me put a little a little breaks on. Um, just to catch people up, I, I want to go back to the actual moment of birth. If there's some disturbance or there's not a full, um, let's not, I don't want to use the word acknowledgement. Let's say that if you are not, if you do not complete this rite of passage of childbirth as a birthing woman, the baby can actually um, be traumatized to, you know, I, I know that that word is used a lot, but let's just use it for this purpose. The woman may also experience some undigestible or undigested kernel. That's kind of through the lens of German new medicine. This profound initiation has not been completed, and therefore it plays itself out later in life for this woman who maybe wants to get pregnant again, and for this child throughout their life, which is all the more reason for us to step back and to support this as a sacred rite of passage, not as a medical procedure. Starting there, anybody out there, I think, who is struggling to conceive, or who does perhaps have some identifiable birth trauma, um, and you know, I I think it, it's it's important to emphasize that even if you had an unmedicated or whatever type of birth, a lot of women come out of their natural births usually in the hospital and they say something still didn't feel right and now we're on that metaphysical and the energetics level where women um, are not given the opportunity to tell their story and to perhaps digest some of this this pro you know or process through some of these things that happened whether it was how they were touched how they were spoken to and just not being seen or heard in this incredibly remarkably um, spiritual opportunity which is childbirth so when a couples go to, I mentioned my friend Jared Picard, who has a, a beautiful company, Be Here Farm Nature. He's not going to care that I mentioned your name. In fact, he actually told me to say hi, knowing that I was interviewing you today. He and his wife, Valisa they went through um, some of your trainings or maybe a workshop with you where you actually helped work through some past traumas that may have been impacting their ability to conceive. So this was five, six years ago, preconception. Now they have a beautiful six-year-old. Kaya um, hi Kaya perhaps you can maybe walk through I you know you probably don't remember exactly what you did with them but I don't think that's relevant. maybe you can sort of describe what is your approach to this because this is very very hard to go to your doctor or even your your therapist or whatever, a lot of pr- very, very good professionals in some things are not really good at this whole trauma conversation. So maybe you can help to unpack that. What do these exercises look like? What does conscious conception even mean? <music> Hey guys, quick break from this conversation with Elena. I hope you're enjoying this conversation. Are you enjoying it? Because I'm enjoying it. I wanted to tell you really briefly about the Born Free Method. This is a course that Sarah Rosser, who's one of the farm midwives down in Tennessee, she and I have created. It just launched uh, on May, May 1st. And um, it's an eight week course that includes 12 months worth of weekly calls with me and Sarah, an entire vault of resources from discounts on a variety of services and programs to a directory of how to find the best um, birth attendant for you to um, you know, <sighs> the risks, benefits, alternatives to virtually every intervention under the sun. You're going to be taken on a journey over these eight weeks through a very intensive course, of so 16 units split up over seven phases. And it starts with the... What is radical responsibility? Why is it important that we take responsibility for every action and the outcomes of those actions in pregnancy? Then goes into the history of midwifery obstetrics, the resurgence of midwifery, the history of black midwives kind of supporting um, the traditional midwifery practice in the United States. Um, We're gonna have multiple exclusive interviews with farm midwives, with a variety of other people that you may or may not have heard from, but they are wise beyond belief. It gets into lifestyle medicine, it gets into the common complications that arise. How can we prevent those complications? How do we move? Is pregnancy, is, is exercise safe? Um, is it okay to have sex? Like, How do we remain intimate in pregnancy? What's a man's role in, in, in pregnancy and childbirth? What about psychedelic use in pregnancy? What about cannabis use in pregnancy? Am I, Is it okay to use MDMA? No, it's not. In pregnancy? There's so much to cover, and what we tried to do is really capture every question that we've ever been answer, uh, that we've ever been asked, from vitamin K to Rogam to vaccines to ultrasound. Are they safe? Are they not safe? What's the deal with C-section? What's the deal with twins? Breech VBAC, C-section, whatever. I mean, there's so much. There's so so much covered in this course. So, in addition to getting the information, we're also going to be providing you with a variety of exercises for you to connect to yourself, to your partner, to this whole experience, to your baby. In order to stand on your own two feet and be comfortable with just saying no thanks and be comfortable with saying i've got this and to be comfortable saying i'd prefer this this is the time to exercise this and most childbirth education courses they focus on the coping strategies yes we also cover that they focus on the risk benefits alternatives yes we cover that but we're putting this all together in a grand package my magnus opum magnum opus <laughs> We say it wrong magnum opus Um, and it is really sort of our gift to our community. So if you want to find out more information, go to bornfreemethod.com. I encourage you just to jump on a call with us. We'll make sure that we, you know, line up the right package for you based on your specific needs and resources. Um, I don't want anybody to go, um, to feel like they they can't be a part of this. This is for pregnant people, um, maybe future pregnant people. You do get lifetime access to the course. Um, it could also be for doulas and birth workers. We are gonna be including this course, this flagship course, the Born Free Method, into our free, future Born Free University um, doula certification program. So you don't wanna miss out, guys. Head to method.com. Sarah and I will see you there. Um, it's very, very much in alignment with Elena's work. I mean, really, the the true essence of Elena's work is coming through in this course. So I feel very, very um, called, uh, or very um, privileged to be able to continue to carry the torch that Elena has set up in the world. Um, all right. Speaking of Elena, let's get back to my conversation with her now. Mm.
0: outline the the scope of trauma because the when we say breast trauma people usually think it's a c section or circumcision it's like the, the two big ones but the thing is uh when we start going like zooming into that turns out that the the fetus is being traumatized inside of mother's belly when parents are arguing let go figure. It's okay. like, now we have to deal with that. It turns out that the biggest impact on the quality of gestation that will impact the quality of birth is the mother's emotional state. So it's basically from the moment of conception, including the moment of conception, because somehow it translates into the rest of the story so it's not just during birth it's basically from the moment a woman said yes to have that baby so um, the the quality of interaction of future parents then it of course you know if there was toxic behaviors or lifestyle habits that is also extremely traumatic because then the baby is saturated in the amniotic fluids yeah um poisoned by by whatever parents are doing or not doing and then when we come to the actual birth it could be even just the bright lights in the delivery room loud noises Uh, the worst offender is that what we all had is premature cutting of the cord yeah no natural process the animal out there in the wild is born and somebody clips their uh, umbilical cord right away so that vital mana the blood Mm, the the plasma Mm -hmm. is still in the placenta and and clumping the cord right away is basically forcing the baby to take that first breath with lungs that are still collapsed after going through the birth canal and they're not ready to take that first breath all you need to do is really to hold the baby gently um still attached to the placenta hold face down down with head down uh, lower than hips and let the fluids uh, come out because uh that suction thing that the sharp bulb syringe
1: thing yeah (laughs)
0: That's imagine you're walking down the street and somebody comes to you and and sticks that thing (laughs) into your nostril without, you know, communicating, asking permission, and not very gentle either. It just goes as hard and Um. far far as possible. So, all of those routine uh, abusive um, experiences that are not even considered trauma because there is no uh, cut there is no you know blood drawn it's still extremely uncomfortable that makes the baby go into this um, sensory overload and kind of check out you know that state of dissociation yeah they that dissociate
1: happens. that's exactly right yeah
0: exactly mm-hmm. when when um, we encounter something, like bigger than our nervous system can process, we just go into that flight, fight, or freeze mode, and that actually stops our most critical importance of getting acquainted with the new environment. That's when we learn at the neck-breaking speed of oh, all the new sensations smells sights even though we can't really focus yet everything is blurry but it's very different than what we had inside the belly. and imagine if you're in the dark movie theater and you come out in this bright sunshiny day it's like oh that hurts the eyes right and and it's us who have like 100 times more dull the the receptors, because we had all our life of sensory overload for the eyes and ears and blah, blah, blah. Babies are maybe 100 times, the research varies greatly on that, but the infant is extremely sensitive because there is none of that dulling factor uh, entered the, the world yet for that baby. So anything... Anything that uh, can really cause the baby to contract and dissociate. Sure. And then there is a the moment of inviting that baby to relax, to start growing, to latch on, to to just start building the body. You know, now it's your job. But for the baby to actually be able to do that, they need to be able to come out of that frozen or fight flight response that is embedded it's like it's in there from the start so the only way to help the baby relax is by um very very gentle and skillful um communication the 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 touch the touch is the main thing actually the way we touch the baby softly gently lovingly the the mother's smile the smell the sound of her heartbeat you know that can bring the the baby out of that contracted state when 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 there is a message being delivered it's safe to relax now it's okay sweetie i'm so sorry you know i I startled you but it's okay i'm here you're here we love you we welcome you you know all of that and Instead, we could be, you know, the skin might be rubbed to to wipe the-, the
1: That terrible the vernix wipe. and all of that oh, horrible <laughs> stuff, yeah.
0: No, the, 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 the lights, the sounds, the loud voices, it, it, the needles- The needles, the needles the
1: vitamin K, wipe. bam, yeah, yeah. It's horrible, it's terrible.
0: and um, don't get me started on circumcision, that is basically- Happening. You're,
1: you're, you're speaking to the right guy, I've already done uh, two interviews, George Ann Chapin of Intact America and Brendan Murata, filmmaker behind American Circumcision, have both been guests on the show. I am 100% on board if you wanted to go there, because I think it actually is, it bears repeating if you'd like.
0: It's my heart bleeds for all the little boys that lost that most important organ it's it's a most important organ of pleasure it's actually the main organ of pleasure in a man that is responsible for knowing where your sexual partner is in in relation in the sexual relationship uh, of the intercourse so without it the man is basically blindfolded he doesn't have that um, electromagnetic uh, reader that, that that's the foreskin that is equipped with twenty thousand of most precious erogenous nerve endings that are supposed to be able to deliver the the um, genitals communication with each other. So it's very um, it's a highway robbery, really. It, it's
1: <laughs> yeah. Imagine I mean day one of life. What do we? What are we imprinting on a little boy by oh, teaching exactly. him that if we can hold you down, we're bigger and stronger than you, we're going to hold you down and cut a piece of your body off. What are we imprinting on that little person? Talk about with, a, a dissociating it, experience.
0: Well, with excruciating pain because mm-hmm. those erogenous nerve endings, there is nothing in the body as sensitive as they are. So the, the human body is not able to experience more pain than through that. Mm. and it's not mainly without anesthetics and and uh you know I I would like to mention something I uh had the pleasure of meeting uh a rabbi Israeli rabbi who was very scholarly and I had two well he died that's why I um refer to him in the past tense but he knew 23 dead languages he was very very deep in in knowing like the the original wording and i had two questions for him one can you tell me the exact wording about the demand of circumcision how was it exactly explained why why we need to do that and my second question was the exact wording of the and women should suffer in birth mm. that piece that i was never able to like really <laughs> why so he actually got very curious about it he he was a brilliant very like present person and he was like really that's i i would like to know that so he spent something like four months researching trying to go you know to the earlier and earlier and earlier sources of those uh, two big big issues and he finally got back to me with uh he was more surprised than well i actually wasn't surprised because uh i was i was expecting something like that you know things don't make sense and my that's my religion common sense you know when things don't make sense i start questioning it so he said my religion,
1: that, too. It sounds like we go to the same church.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the earliest uh, mention of circumcision was on those uh, tablets, early tablets. Yeah. And it had one sentence only where the word um, uh, foreskin was mentioned. And it said, remove the foreskins from your heart.
1: hmm
0: And then the rest was already translations, interpretations, interpretations of translations. It was just kind of layers and layers of later um, um, sources. But it was, he said, that's the only actual original um, place where I found the word foreskin related to remove the foreskins. It said, remove the foreskins from your heart. Wow, and then he went further um, uh, explaining about that uh, woman should suffer in birth. He said it's actually not the word suffer; it was the word that is more like equivalent of the word labor, labor with the with their offsprings, in terms that actually not like a cat give birth and walk away, or most of the animals it was labor with your young ones it, it meant you actually supposed to take care of them and and raise them and stay with them and and you, you know teach them it yeah. was about um, not leaving the the human babies alone basically it there was absolutely nothing even remotely close to the word suffering.
1: Mm.
0: So that was a big
1: eye-opening. So yeah so let, so let's talk about the actual exercises. like what would a person do if they had birth trauma? What is the type of work that you do with them? Um, do just it, because I it, want to make sure we get through two more questions before our time is up. We've got about 20 minutes or so left.
0: Doing a very good job keeping me on track.
1: <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm the, I'm the, sh- the, the, host of the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's
1: funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. In in my discovery of what is it that has the power to prevent birth trauma in the delivery, mm-hmm. um, the, there were a few answers. So one of them is that. Um, first things first a woman needs to neutralize her own birth trauma because if she was not born well her body literally does not know how to do that so in order to neutralize her own birth trauma we need to go into like this slightly altered state to find that switch in in the nervous system and flip it on That's basically what Mm. we're doing. The mechanics of it, it's it's a proprietary blend of different...
1: um, (laughs) Proprietary blend. (laughs) I love that.
0: (laughs) Different steps that involves breathing, movement, um, guided meditation. It's called uh, limbic imprint recoding uh, process that I, I give in my training that is... Like if I would just name something, he would say, oh, it's like rebirthing. No, it's not like rebirthing. Oh, it's like yoga. No, it's not like yoga. It, it's kind of um, many steps of, of descending into that slightly altered state that results in, in um, access of, of that place beyond the story.
1: Uh-huh. before
0: that story of the imprinting began so basically going to the very beginning maybe even before in into into that moment when the spirit decided to to walk the earth uh-huh.
1: you know uh-huh. and
0: from that place unfolding um the whole story of choosing the parents it's kind of um it's kind of writing an alternative story and that doesn't really cancel the existing story because you know everything you are is the result of of your journeys so you don't really want to cancel it but you want to create some kind of alternative route that can um you know if you were going from point a to point b like 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 this and all of a sudden boom
1: yeah you can yeah
0: that route still exists and every once in a while it will raise its head but the consistency of choosing the new route that is actually graceful and efficient uh it, it's uh it's it's a learned skill and it's a training but first you need to create it of hmm. claiming your your birthright of being in this empowered aligned state Mm. and it's very important not to do it as a mental construction because then it just remains a mental construction
1: just remains stuck up there in the
0: uh cerebral cortex
1: yeah yeah
0: but my body doesn't know how to adopt it and that's the whole point that why we need to do it in the altered state is so that cellular memory could be reprogrammed and um and then it needs to be integrated that's the, the the other very very important part it's not like oh we've done the process we can go drive home it needs to be integrated properly which requires right.
1: To right.
0: touch specific breath and touch by by a, a set of like five six pairs of hands mm. on, every part of the body it's really an amazing experience when you go through hell because first in order to go into that place there is a a bit of a catharsis because the the only way out is in (laughs) you need to actually descend into that underworld that is you know mentioned in every mythology of every location every existing mythology has that deep journey into the underworld mm. to retrieve the beloved something that was lost so that's the name based- of my
1: uh, practice by the way beloved holistics i don't know if you knew that
0: yeah i saw it uh, on your email yeah so there is that moment so you need to um by the way i don't use any psychedelics here. it's uh, um i i never had um, inclination for, um, the, the chemical altering the mental state. I think that, um, breath and movement are quite sufficient.
1: Do you, do you think though that the use of psychedelics could, for some people who are so stuck in the, in the, the, the sort of thinking their way out of the problem, do you think getting their mind out of it for some people that psychedelics may be helpful?
0: There is no blanket statement. There is, Enormous power in it for people who are ready for it, and then there is enormous um, um, um pitfall for people who are not really uh, ready for it and doing it as recreational sure, drug sure. if it's done appropriately as a vision quest uh, as an as a response from the deep of the soul to to like I need some answers. In that case, it's the most invaluable, important, uh, necessary tool that uh, don't even get you going in that direction. Yeah, and, uh, But if it's just casually done, oh, I think I want to get high, then it's actually a bad thing.
1: I totally <laughs> agree. I, I actually think there's no problem with recreating yourself, but using these as recreational drugs just to, es- it, it, it sort of smacks of an escapism. Um, because Great. many of the people that use these medicines, which I've I am a huge proponent for the use of these medicines with the right set and setting But if you're exactly. not going to do the integrative work If you're not going in with the right intentions and you're treating this as a ceremony It can get you into a lot of trouble. I mean you can really exactly. yeah. And
0: it's gonna be just another bad habit, but um, even though it brings some relief it's not um, it's not working with issues, it's just, just gives the capacity to cope with issues, which is too big. Mm-hmm.
1: It's sort of like putting a, you know, like, um you've got, uh, uh, you know, a nail in your foot, and you just take a bunch of ibuprofen to take the pain away, the nail is still in your foot, we got to get that nail out. <laughs>
0: yeah which is the the, the largely a I mean of uh, allopathic medicine absolutely is in that place and um because we just don't know how to deal with it
1: yeah
0: so then going back to this is just one out, out of the 40 processes i have in my birth into being method so there is 40 very very different processes and exercises uh that combine kind of trying to leave no rocks in turn because mm it's not just the birth trauma that we need to neutralize it could be uh, emotional trauma in early childhood it could be sexual trauma in any given uh time and woman's life um that is uh, an epitome i've been in the countries i have taught in 58 countries in the last 25 years and i've been in countries where it's 100 percent the the rape of mm. women starting very young age in Asia and Africa. Uh, and um, even statistics in California um, in the 90s, I don't know the recent, recent statistics, but in the 90s, it was three women out of five and one boy out of five. That's a national tragedy. <laughs> it's a crime against humanity because after the rape, a woman, if she is not able to find help neutralizing that experience, the, the, neutralizing the negative effects on her physiology, on her emotional and mental state, then she's going to carry that into the, um, into the way she carries, uh, the way she conceives, the way she attracts the future father of her baby it just carries through her entire being and uh, alters her choices. So all kinds of, um, the you know, there's mechanical, psychological, emotional, sexual reasons for possible complications in conception, gestation, and delivery. And then what kind of a mother, you know, she could be giving birth beautifully, but then somehow it, that's that's where her story ends. You, you wouldn't believe how many women told me that, oh, the birth is not the end of the story. They were so focused on preparing for conception and birth that somehow they skipped part. That, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where you have it, you you had a baby, now you have it 24-7, and that comes as a surprise. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. did somebody tell me that? It, it, it's uh, really important to bring this understanding and knowledge into as early of education as possible. Because my daughter, who grew up with, you know, I dragged her to my classes, to the conferences where I gave talks. And she grew up when she was very little. It was normal for her to see the the birth that I show. And then when she was in seventh grade, she came home one day with with square eyes and, and said, mom, they showed the video of birth and some of the girls in our class were just running out to the bathroom to puke. And she said, it was gross, it was horrible, it was terrible, we were crying. So I went to the teachers with my video, and I said, I would like you to watch this and see if we can show them this to neutralize the trauma they received um, in the sex ed class. Wow. She did the due diligence and watched the movie, and then gave it back to me, and she said, nobody would ever allow me to show this they would tell me that i'm encouraging them to into being sexual and that is the, the reason- most
1: fucking crazy thing that any educator could ever possibly conceivably say it's to a those parent or a child. Uh,
0: most terrifying bloody births are chosen like they stage them cho- out of it most terrifying they are because somebody had a bright idea that it would stop the uh, the girls from having
1: sex i mean that's that there is so much uh, there is so much that could be done in sex education class from let's say 7th grade that was probably my first sex education class and it was always about scaring you out of having sex because of stds they'd show you herpes ulcers on penises and syphilis and they showed you a baby coming out as a shock and awe there was never really a respectful conversation around consent or around fertility awareness or around the beauty of giving birth telling a person how beautiful this is may even help them honor it I don't want to get pregnant I want to be I want to find the 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 person who I'm energetically most I have this proclivity to create with I mean like it could be a completely different story and we are so far behind I think
0: exactly and the main thing is uh, what needs to be taught is the deep sense of oh, uh, awe yeah. uh, oh. the greatest mystery that we were born that we came into this world and that there is a much bigger right um bigger energy that brought us here it's like that that um that understanding that we didn't come here to just be bored and be dumb and be,
1: you know, Addicted uh, pulled and... And <laughs> yeah. and
0: that there is something that behind that mystery that happened in spite of all the improbability of it's happening, that, that we made this choice and decision to walk this earth and we did it and we're winners and that we have to like understand what brought us here.
1: Well, speaking of, of that, I have uh, one final question and it's maybe the hardest one to answer, but where do babies come from?
0: Um, well, that is the biggest question. Where do we come from? <laughs> from my understanding, I, understand, I, I believe that there is that moment within the aeons of bliss, when our spirit decides to have a different experience, you know, it's like, why why we go try windsurfing or snowboarding or learn to fly an airplane is just because we kind of at some point within this vast um, array of opportunities as that speck of consciousness um, between realities we just make that impulse of oh i think i'm gonna just choose this particular beautiful little planet that gorgeous little speck like a pearl glowing in the vast darkness of of the universe and i'm gonna go see what it's like to be with confined in a form and then that intention of that speck of consciousness to acquire a form sets about to choose the time and space and and parents you know this is my little mythology that kind of um, works for me that's you know m- i looked at a lot of them in many different traditions and they kind of were not very satisfying or inviting and and, and i just decided that you know what i am just gonna create god in my likeliness i'm just gonna create the one that cares and loves me and uh, wants me to be healthy and creative and sexual and juicy and find the answers and the thing is my answers are as good as anybody else's Mm -hmm. why don't I pick the ones that work for me and and this is what i came up with that there is that uh infinite curiosity that invites us to um to have that speck of time of confinement in the form because even if we live 200 years it is a tiny, tiny speck of time. Yeah. And why not try try something like that? And maybe there is some kind of pre-incarnational agreements and some kind of... Um, see, the, the spirit has a drive, but the soul has an agenda. There is that, like, okay, let's mm. try, try that and that. And uh, when I went into those deep... Vision quests, I came up with the that answer that my soul's agenda was to teach love, Mm -hmm. to learn uh, love, about love, and and bring that which is the most sacred and the most um benevolent property of the that. supreme intelligence that is behind all of that Uh, and it's not again it's not a religious uh, thing i actually am from russia where there was no religion there was communism as a religion Mm. there was atheism as a state um imposed um you know way of explaining reality just three-dimensional darwinian uh, model of the world yeah yeah. so i was completely free of any notion or uh, imposed uh, ideas so at some point my life became a proof that there is something so much bigger than me that actually loves me that actually cares deeply about me that that mystical something that i can actually count on and communicate with and and um it's my friend it's uh it's uh, something is very comforting so i i you know went from there and um my answer is that just because that uh, because there are no accidents if we are here it's because we want it to be yeah because acquiring a form is incredibly complex complicated process and without that drive from this intention of the spirit to be manifested in form it's just not gonna (laughs)
1: gonna happen (laughs) i love it yeah i love it that's maybe the best one at least one of the best answers i've received to that question and thank you uh i want to give you some a compliment. I I think that the way that you uh, show up in the world, the embodiment that is Elena, is uh, one of the most um, integral embodiments that I've met. You know, a lot of us are trying to figure this out, and we're using altered states of consciousness, and we're using academics, and we're doing all these things. What I love about you is it sort of kind of goes back to the sort of the pre-Christian times where you had the realists and then nomenclature and whatnot. Post-Aristotle, we're talking like hundreds of years later, we started identifying and classifying the things around us, and it became this sort of reductive, materialistic way of viewing the world, which sort of dismissed the experience of, we can even say Christ consciousness. Like I'm not a, I'm not a Christian, but the experience of, Of Christ versus the description of Christ in a book I mean these are these incredibly um, powerful paradigmatic shifts that we've seen over time you are definitely somebody who has experienced this which is probably why it is so uh, ineffable so so hard to put language to what you do and I just wanted to honor you and and say thank you for this work Um, and I want people to be able to find you as well so where would you like to direct people so that they can find your courses and of course your amazing film which is only $17 guys and it goes towards a great um, a great bigger story here of what Elena's putting into the rune uh, into the world. So uh, please just tell people where they can find you and how they can reach out to to uh, maybe learn more.
0: My website is birthintobeing.com. birthintobeing.com. And um, the 74 minute documentary where I show 11 orgasmic births Mm -hmm. is $17. But then the download of my favorite part, it's 75 minutes when I play the movie again, but I just sit with the mic and speak as fast as I can. Um, It's called Director's Commentary. Um, It's uh, it's another, Um, download I couldn't put them all in one download because it's two separate 75 minute files Um, and then there is bonus features that uh, everything else the interviews that uh, didn't fit in um, it's also another part and then the birth as we know it the 74 minute feature film it also has uh, what I call educational version of um, 40 minutes Twenty-five minutes, ten minutes, three minutes, one minute. It's for different types of presentations, uh, using in classes, in talks, at the conferences. I don't charge any like screening fees. Just uh, you know, One-time take it
1: and show yeah.
0: it to your students, to your yeah. clients. It speaks volumes by by itself. You don't even you sit back and let me talk because um, it's so. Uh, I can't even take credit for it. It just came on this one breath. It, I, it was making me as I was making it. It was just some magical um, download, grounding that new birthing paradigm in this three-dimensional reality. It's it's uh, um, It surprises me every time I watch it, <laughs> when wow. I put it for my class thinking that I will go do something else in that time while they're watching for an hour. I get stuck watching. It's so uh, just powerful and mesmerizing. that it's like, wow, I can't believe it's actually it is,
1: yeah,
0: happening. Yeah. But anyway.
1: It's a beautiful film for those who haven't seen it. Um, and I just looked it up on the website. It is only $17. I mean, that is like a bottle of wine. Um, so treat yourself one night to uh, a screening of um, Elena's film. It's again, it's called Birth As We Know It and um i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch i'm gonna purchase the director's commentary version because i haven't actually seen that version so i will um we'll put all of the links in the show elena thank you so much for spending some time with me and um i i I just feel like we're kindred spirits so I, i just feel so grateful thank you thank you Thank you so much for tuning in another amazing episode of the Holistic Obijuan podcast under wraps. If you want to find me, Nathan Riley, I'm the host. I am an MD. I'm a fellow of ACOG, meaning I'm a board-certified Obijuan. I'm also a board-certified hospice and palliative care physician. You can find all of my services and products at BelovedHolistics.com, including an online shop with discount codes for all of the brands that are at the top of their category from water and hydration to supplements to um, courses I mean there's so much there so go check that out I also offer private consultation you can buy packages I'm also um, of course the PRP fertility program is open to all comers you can find all of that at belovedholistics.com if you're a midwife and you need collaboration from a physician I got you go to beloved Holistics. you'll find everything there If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please support the sponsors. If you haven't left a five-star review, please go do that. It really, really means a lot. And lastly, if something in this episode touched you, share it with somebody that you love. I'm sure that they're going to love it too. We'll see you next week right back here on the Holistic OBJN Podcast. Take care and do no harm, take no shit. Bye-bye, everybody.